Welcome to Dairy Stream, brought to you by the Dairy Business Association and Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, sister organizations that fight for sensible dairy policy in Wisconsin and Washington, D.C. Dairy Stream focuses on issues affecting the dairy community and our customers. Hi, I'm your host, Mike Austin. Well, welcome once again to Dairy Stream. Today, we've got another interesting conversation about the annual U.S. Dairy Sustainability Award winners. Now, if you're not familiar with the Dairy Sustainability Awards, what they do is recognize dairy farms, businesses, and collaborative partnerships for practices that demonstrate outstanding economic, environmental, and social benefits. It's also a long-lasting commitment to continuous improvement and a replicable model to inform and inspire others in advancing dairy sustainability leadership. The Innovation Center for U.S. Dairy is proud to present the 2020 Dairy Sustainability Award Program, and we want to give a special thanks to DeLaval, Fibro, USDA, Suetis, and Syngenta for sponsoring this year's award. In this segment, we are going to talk about one of the recipients of the Outstanding Supply Chain Collaboration, and that is Turkey Hill Clean Water Partnership, and also a good information piece from the Pennsylvania State Director of Alliance for the Chesapeake Bay. Matter of fact, that person is Jenna Mitchell. Also on hand is Lindsay Reams. She's the Director of Sustainability and External Relations for Maryland and Virginia Milk Producer Cooperative. Now we go back to 2018. That's when the Turkey Hill Clean Water Partnership started. It is a public-private partnership bringing together dairy processors, Turkey Hill Dairy, the dairy farmer members of the Maryland and Virginia Milk Producers, that's the Cooperative Association, and the Alliance for the Chesapeake Bay, a regional nonprofit organization. As I mentioned, today we have two great guests. We have Lindsay Reams and also Jenna Mitchell. And I'll start our conversation out with you, Jenna. And that is, you can tell us a little bit about why the partnership was created and the goals of this group. Yeah, thank you. So the Alliance's mission is to work with communities, companies, and conservationists to restore and improve the waterways that run into the Chesapeake Bay. In this case, we had had an event. Um, We actually have a program called Businesses for the Bay, where we engage with leadership from the private sector on the topic of water quality. And we had connected and ended up having really wonderful conversations with the former president of Turkey Hill Dairy. His name was John Cox. That led us to having this idea that if we could get leadership from the private sector to ask our farmers, the the farmers that were supplying their products to them for a higher level of conservation that we might have a little bit more success than, you know, the nonprofit saying, pretty please will you do this? And the government saying, you must do this. And so the funding opportunity arose from the Natural Resource Conservation Service, um, a SIG or full acronym is Conservation Innovation Grant. And those grants are meant to provide an opportunity to demonstrate a new concept that you have that you think will accelerate the implementation of conservation on the ground. And so we had our concept, you know, working with the private sector to ask for this work, you know, rather than the, the more traditional means of, of working with farmers. And we applied and we received it. And we had had such wonderful conversations with Turkey Hill that at the same time, Turkey Hill decided to actually write this into their contract that they were currently bidding out to, to figure out which dairy co-op they would be working with. And Maryland Virginia Milk Producers Cooperative Association Co-op, who Lindsay uh, is the leader of, responded very positively. And so we 
just really got lucky and in all ways possible. And it led to this just an absolutely amazing partnership that's been an honor to be a part of. Um, so that SIG that I mentioned earlier, that first grant gave us about $500,000 to have some seed funds to get started. And then since then, we've been able to receive $1.5 million from the National Fish and Wildlife Foundation to continue to, to have funds to support our farmers. And then we've also been able to connect our farmers to other state funds and federal funds such as PenVest, which is the Pennsylvania State Revolving Fund, and also EQIP, which is the NRCS Federal Cost Share Program. So we've just been really lucky and, and really grateful for all of the support that we've, we've received from the conservation community. Well, Jenna, we'll get back to uh, you and talk a little bit more how that money is being used. But Lindsay, I'd like your perspective as well. Can you share a little bit about, from your perspective, the partnership and you know what were the goals of the group? Yes. As Jenna said, we really um, had a great group that came together with the initial discussion. And I think one thing that was unique about this partnership is that Turkey Hill Dairy, the private sector partner involved in this, came and knew that they needed to help provide solutions. It wasn't a top-down approach. It was a very collaborative approach. And when we had our initial meeting, the alliance came with resources that they had already gotten. So we came with the solution. And we came with the idea that we're going to achieve this higher level of conservation together. And that commitment and that level of working together has only increased over the past two years. And we're continuing to look for new and innovative ways to help our farms reach higher levels of compliance. But it's been very much of how can we help each other and how can we work together to really accelerate the adoption of conservation practices on farms. Now, Jenny, you had mentioned the partnership impressively raised over $2 million to fund the initiative. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, how the money is being used? It's really to support whichever practices our farmers are are in need of. So a number of manure storage facilities, stabilizing heavy use areas, put in riparian forest buffers, which are actually trees that we plant along the stream to help cool the stream, also provide organic matter into the stream to feed that ecosystem. And then they, most importantly, it actually filters out runoff from upland that those use along the stream. So those are one of our, our favorite and priority practices. We help farmers with grass water waves, um, really any work that's going to help the stream, but also help the operations of the farm is work that, that we're excited to support farmers with. Certainly a lot of options and diversity and successful ways you have improved conservation in the area. And a tip of the hat to both of you and all involved in what has been a very positive uh, program thus far. I want to get back to you, Lindsay, and talk a little bit about uh, the farmers involved with the partnerships. They certainly, we have heard, used a variety of solutions to be more sustainable. Maybe you can give us kind of like a top five most used practices. Yeah, so I think when we started the partnership, this was a completely new idea, and it was information that we had never, as a dairy co-op, talked about with our members. We hadn't talked about conservation practices. You know, we had worked closely with milk quality and some of our more traditional interactions that you would have with your field rep from a dairy co-op. So our first step with the partnership was assessing the level of conservation needs on the farm, and we were able to go to the farm. My team, I have a team of sustainability specialists that are able to go out and do an assessment and first see if the farms needed to develop a conservation plan. That is an area where there is a lot of need within the Chesapeake Bay watershed to make sure all farms have a conservation plan. So really that's step one and 
that was phase one for us. And then the second phase is looking at the implementation. And that's when it gets real exciting when you're able to help stabilize the barnyard, to build manure storage, to really work directly with the farmer to find real solutions that are not only going to improve water quality, but they're going to have a positive impact on the overall farm business. Um, And when we have those conversations at the farm level, we bring together partners that can help provide solutions based on the need of the farmer. Um, So we have close working relationship with a member of Dennis team that really has expertise on the ground at the farm level. And then we work with technical service providers to find additional sources of funding and come up with a plan that's going to be most beneficial to each farm. You're listening to Lindsay Reams. She's Director of Sustainability and External Relations for the Maryland and Virginia Milk Producer Cooperative. Also on hand is Jenna Mitchell. She is the Pennsylvania State Director of the Alliance for the Chesapeake Bay. We're talking about yet another recipient of U.S. Dairy Sustainability Award. That's the Turkey Hill Clean Water Partnership out of Pennsylvania. They received the Outstanding Supply Chain Collaboration. And uh, getting back, Lindsay, to uh, the efforts and the practices, I know there's a lot of practices now over the last couple of decades that have been adopted by others, uh, many that they've learned from other producers. But from your perspective, were there any kind of unique efforts that you'd like to highlight in this podcast? Yeah, I would say anytime a farm is really able to align their business goals with the environmental goals as well. So one thing I know we love to see on our farm level, if a farm's able to expand their business and expand their herd so they can bring in that next generation and ensure that they have enough income at the farm to do that and be able to do it in a sustainable way. One of our farms is working to expand one of their, I believe it's one of their heifer barns. So they were able to leverage some dollars for the partnership, but also expand their operation to bring the next generation back to the farm. So us, when we can see them building their business and continuing forward, we do have some really big projects that we're looking for ways to support going forward, but that takes additional dollars. And we're in process right now of trying to quantify some of that and to get some additional projects on the ground. But we have a number of farms that are interested in applying really advanced technologies to manage their waste. You know, obviously the data you collect is very valuable to the success of these projects. So where does support come from? You kind of said you're limited financially. I mean, do you have someone specifically hired to do this, to collect the data or just go through a company? We work in partnership with the farm to help identify projects and how to move forward. And so on my team, I have a manager of animal care and sustainability, and she has sustainability specialists that support implementing this program and others at the farm level. And I would say they're kind of the entry level. And then we move on um, to working with one of Jenna's team members, and he provides a second level of expertise. And then we bring in technical service providers to really help with the construction and building out of what needs to happen on farm. And there's not a one-size-fits-all. A lot of times going out on farm and also figuring out who the farm has worked with in the past and who they have a relationship with. And it may require us to build a relationship with a new partner, but we welcome that opportunity to bring more people to the table to help make it successful at the farm level. 
And certainly it has been, and it's interesting to see how the whole process works. Uh, we are going to be taking a break in just a moment here on Dairy Stream, but before we do, I have one more question for you, Lindsay, and Jenna, if you want to add to this, that would be great as well. Uh, the question is, once a farmer implements the sustainability changes, the farm does receive a premium from Turkey Hill. So could you tell us about the process a farm goes through to join the partnership and then receive that premium? I represent and work for Maryland and Virginia Milk Producers Cooperative. Um, so we service a number of different customers and one farm goes into one customer, they may also go into another one. So there's not a Turkey Hill dairy farm. When we started the project, we said any farm that at any point during the year, as you know, milk kind of ebbs and flows mm -hmm. as to where it goes based on seasonality and supply and demand. So any farm that goes into Turkey Hill dairy at any point is eligible to participate in the project. When we started, we had about 60 farms that were going in, and now project we've been able to impact close to 170 farms. And we're at the point now where we have a waiting list of farms that want to participate, and we're getting calls, myself and members of my team, you know, we've gotten good coverage around this, and they're saying, I have a project I want to move forward on. How can I be part of this? So that level of enthusiasm and interest at the farm level is really exciting and also shows the level of interest from our dairy farmers that they want to make these changes on their operation. A lot of time, the only thing that's standing in between them and doing that is having the financial resources to make it happen. So through this partnership, we're able to make real impact at the farm level. And Jenna, as the state director of the Alliance for the Chesapeake Bay, are you kind of excited over the fact not only the participation levels, but the amount of interest among producers and that this might be a growing trend if more dollars become available? Absolutely. It's been absolutely amazing to see how quickly this project's been able to grow versus, you know, the more traditional way of, of doing this type of work is to focus in on a watershed or focus in on, you know, a municipality, a township and sort of work through word of mouth, which, you know, it's great to build that type of community, but to be working through and within the supply chain, it's just been wonderful. And, and specifically where we're working in South Central Pennsylvania and really concentrated in Lancaster County, we have a lot of plain sect farms. So a lot of Amish and Mennonite farms that, you know, really don't want to work whatsoever with the government. Um, some of them certainly do, but some of them have absolutely no interest in that. And so this project's been a real game changer for engagement with our farms. And, and really, it, it's just been so exciting. Yeah, and a very impressive statement that no matter the size or the type of operation, uh, these producers really do have a commitment to being sustainable and improving our environment. And that's one of the reasons why we're highlighting these kind of stories on Dairy Stream. We're going to take a break, but more conversation yet to come. I'm Mike Austin. Thanks for joining us here on Dairy Stream. And we'll be right back with our Dairy Stream podcast after we hear from our sponsor. Innovation Center for U.S. Dairy is a forum that brings together the dairy community to advance a shared socially responsible platform through a framework of shared best practices and accountability. Initiated in 2008 by farmers through the Dairy Checkoff, the U.S. Dairy community collaborates on efforts that are important to the industry and dairy's valued customer, such as animal care, food safety, nutrition and health, the environment, and community contributions. This work is reflected in the U.S. Dairy Stewardship Commitment, the industry pledge to demonstrate its collective commitment to provide the world responsibly produced dairy foods that nourish people, strengthen communities, and foster a sustainable future. The Innovation Center is committed to continuous improvement from farm to table, striving to ensure a socially responsible and 
economically viable dairy community. Visit usdairy.com for more information about the work of the Innovation Center for U.S. Dairy. Well, welcome back to Dairy Stream. It's brought to you by the Dairy Business Association and Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. I'm Mike Austin, and today we are once again highlighting the recipients of the annual U.S. Dairy Sustainability Awards. Today we're talking about the outstanding supply chain collaboration. That's from the Turkey Hill Clean Water Partnership out of Pennsylvania. Our guests are two rather prominent ladies who are good communicators as well. That's Lindsay Reams, the Director of Sustainability and external relations for the Maryland and Virginia Milk Producers Cooperative, and Jenna Mitchell, the Pennsylvania State Director of the Alliance for the Chesapeake Bay. And as we continue our podcast, Lindsay, I want to talk about the fact that obviously farmers are very busy people. How does the partnership make it easy for farmers to participate? Yeah, so it is very difficult, um, I know, at the farm level to find time to make time for these types of projects. And that's something we realize, my team realized, I have a farming background, I know firsthand. So we identified a number of impediments for traditional ways of adopting conservation practices on farm. And I think one of those big impediments is it's such a big process. There's so many options. And if you go to one agency, you'll have this option. You go to another agency, you have another option, and it can become very overwhelming. And within the Chesapeake Bay watershed, there's such a need Um, that a lot of times you have a project at the farm level, you want to move forward, your local, you know, soil and water conservation district wants to help you move forward, but there's a waiting list and it may be for a couple years. Um, So that's a big deterrent. And so what we were able to do with the partnership through really the leadership of Jenna and her team was find resources, have them ready and have practices outlined. So my sustainability specialists are able to go out on farm. If you have a project that's identified, it's listed in your conservation plan, then we can support it and we can make that commitment. And so really just taking down a lot of the barriers that have been in place and providing solutions in a timely fashion. Through the partnership, we have already put a number of practices in place and completed construction on a number of environmental best management practices at the farm level. So one of our goals when we started the Turkey Hill Clean Water Partnership was to accelerate the adoption of conservation practices. And we have shown that this model work and we've seen the level of interest and acceleration through the partnership that we really haven't seen in other type of approaches for encouraging the adoption of conservation practices. And for those of you unfamiliar with the Turkey Hill Clean Water Partnership, I'll again reiterate, it's not that old. It started in 2018, and it's a public-private partnership bringing together dairy processor Turkey Hill Dairy, the dairy farmer members of the Maryland and Virginia Milk Producer Cooperative Association, and the Alliance for the Chesapeake Bay, a regional nonprofit organization. And their success story is one we're glad to share here on Dairy Stream. And among those people we're speaking with is Jenna Mitchell. She is the Pennsylvania State director of the Alliance for the Chesapeake Bay. And Jenna, no matter you know what type of partnership we're talking about, relationships are key. So can you tell our listeners, how do you develop and keep your relationships strong? I think, number one, we have been incredibly lucky to have very passionate partners. I think it certainly helps that from the start, we have all held this project very close to our hearts. And second to that, given that 
This is the first partnership of its kind that we were aware of within our region. We really had to figure out where to go and, you know, sort of roll up our sleeves together to figure out where and how to start to accomplish the the goals that we created together. And so more than anything else, we have learned that regular communication is key. We've got regular weekly calls and actually quite a few regular monthly calls. We are, you know, it's not... (laughs) It's not uncommon for me to be on the phone with Lindsay three times in one day. You know, we're constantly keeping track of our progress and brainstorming to, you know, figure out solutions to different hurdles that arise. And I think we've also been really willing to, you know, try something out. And if it doesn't quite work out that way, to shift in a different direction. Both Lindsay and I have actually hired folks onto our team. Lindsay's actually created an entirely new sustainability team at her co-op, which is incredible. She's now as a team of four specifically focusing on the sustainability efforts in support of their farmers, which has been absolutely phenomenal for the partnerships, you know, progress, and, and then just really to be able to support farmers one-on-one. And then we've hired additional folks onto our team as well and are actually in the process of hopefully um, bringing on one more to really make sure we're able to better serve and, and expand this partnership for all the opportunity that it offers. So I would say passion and communication and, and just willingness to, you know, try things on and, and shift in different directions as, as you learn more. Well, you certainly are both great communicators, and your passion is obvious from the answers you're giving here on Dairy Stream. And I think the cooperation and the commitment and the options you're looking at really show, you know, some of the reasons why you've been so successful in what relatively is a short period of time. Uh, the next question I want to address to really both of you, and that's uh, the idea of promotions. I'm going to start with you, Jenna, but I do want to hear from you, Lindsay, as well, because it's obviously it's important for the community to know you're transparent and what's going on. So how do you share the sustainability message within and even outside your community? We've had a lot of fun with this one because we are not only focusing on improving the health of our local streams, but the product that is allowing us to do so is ice cream. So the catchphrase that was developed by my community engagement manager at the Alliance that we are thrilled about is ice cream, you scream, we all scream for clean streams. Well done. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. So we've had a lot of fun. We've created stickers out of that. You know, goal is to have all sorts of merchandise with that fun catchphrase on it. We've also been able to get creative in some other ways. Turkey Hill, we actually worked with Turkey Hill to create a coupon for ice cream that describes the partnership, which was wonderful and actually directs the the coupon recipients to our website to learn more about the partnership and and sign up to become, um, you know, part of the initiative, which is really exciting. So we have tried to be really creative in any way that we can, you know, Certainly, you know, the current pandemic has put in a damper on, you know, some of our interests as far as conferences and, you know, really sharing the, the story in person. But, you know, we take advantage of social media, take advantage of webinars and just really excited to, to share with anyone in any way that we can. Well, that's excellent. And Lindsay, from your perspective, how do you share the latest scoop on your sustainability message? There you go. <laughs> when you think about the community, you have to think about your different audiences. So we've had a lot of fun, as Jenna mentioned, um, sharing it with more of the general public and trying to get some awareness there as well. But my main audience is are my dairy farmer owners at Maryland mm-hmm. and Virginia Milk Producers. So we really try to find success stories at the farm level and be able to share them um, to show how conservation works on the farm. Um, and we've also partnered with some other groups to look at economic returns of certain conservation practices 
practices so they can see the investment that they're going to make at the farm level. It's not only going to have a positive impact on local streams and eventually the Chesapeake Bay watershed, but also on the bottom line of their operation. So we have messages, you know, that really help explain the partnership to the various communities that it's impacting. Well, Lindsay, it's been an outstanding uh, conversation. Jenna, I want to thank you as well. I got a couple of final questions before we wrap up our dairy stream. And that is, Lindsay, just on you know the model itself. It's one that's worked for you and I think one that can be replicated in other parts of our great country. So what advice do you have for others who might be looking to do exactly or at least close to the model you've created? Yes. So I would say to try and try again. (laughs) One of the goals when we started the partnership and with the Conservation and Innovation Grant was to create a model that could be replicated. And we are currently doing that with some other customers and other partnerships right now. And it's going to look a little different based on the needs of what they're trying to achieve. But I think, as you can see in the current landscape, there's a lot of interest in making progress and also working together to see what we can do to accelerate the adoption. So I think it's really important to have the tough conversations to talk about what really the end goals are, and then also how can we get there together. Maryland and Virginia has adopted the Dairy Innovation Center's goal of net zero by 2050, seeing dairy as an environmental solution. And we really embrace that message. We believe that we are part of the solution. And through partnerships like this, we're going to be able to really amplify that message and show the positive action that's happening at the farm level and the advancements that can come into place through these types of partnerships. Lindsay, one add-on for you. Both you and Jenna have been telling a story that, you know, you talk about a lot of positives moving forward, interest strong. Everybody's saying, wow, if I want to replicate this model, it shouldn't be all that difficult. But do you want to remind some people that are thinking about that, listening to uh, the Dairy Stream podcast, that there are some bumps and uh, ruts in the road in the process? Yes, there are. (laughs) I think um, it's been a learning process. You know, anytime you try to embark on doing something that hasn't been done before, you learn quickly that you're going to need to pivot and you're going to need to make some investment in different areas. And I think, you know, part of the story that Jenna and I have told, we've both realized fairly quickly we needed some help to make this happen. And so thankfully, we both have great teams that are working hard on the ground, making this project um, come alive. And now we're at the point where we've really grown the partnership. We have a waiting list of farmers. We want to continue with this momentum. And now we need to find additional dollars. So that's the expertise that Jenna and her team bring to the table is having those relationships, whether it's with agencies or private foundations, to see how we can leverage additional dollars to help our farmers. So there's always the need for more, more help and support along the way. Well, thank you very much, Lindsay. Also on hand, as we said, is Jenna Mitchell. And Jenna, as we wrap up this conversation, we've kind of recapped what's happened over the last two years. But let's look ahead maybe for the next five to 10 years. From your perspective, what are the goals that you have for this partnership? Number one is to get our farmers the support that they need to get all the practices on the ground that we need and they want to get on the ground to protect our local streams and also support, you know, efficient and effective operations on the farm. That number we haven't quite been able to calculate out. If I had to guess, it's going to be at least $20 million that we're looking at. And the stage that we're at right now, because we've received such wonderful support from the National Fish and Wildlife Foundation and NRCS, is looking at new creative financing mechanisms for for bringing 
bringing in more funds to support our farmers. So that's something that if any listeners have any advice, we'd love to hear from you. on. Um, just really thinking deeply about, you know, how we can build this pot to, to support this type of work. So I would hope in five to 10 years, we've accomplished that. And really, we just have maintenance costs. To, to keep up with little things that pop up here and there rather than, you know, the heavy lift right now that we need to, to get the practices installed that, that farmers have not been able to install quite yet. And then in addition to that, as Lindsay mentioned, this partnership from the get-go was built for replication. You know, when we first started having these conversations with Turkey Hill, I remember very clearly a moment of Turkey Hill saying, you know, we might be the first, but we're not going to be the last. And it's it's really been incredible to see Turkey Hill take this on as a leader, step into the darkness with us as to what this was going to look like and, and support us through this. So definitely excited to see what additional companies are inspired by the work that, that Turkey Hill and Maryland, Virginia have been allowed to, to occur. And I think in addition to that, we really hope that eventually this becomes a standard operating procedure within the agricultural industry, that conservation is something that we're, we're looking at and um, we're supporting, you know, in every business, not just, you know, those that have, have, have decided to do so. Well, that, I think, is echoed by all of us that we certainly would like to see this turn into reality throughout uh, the country. And we thank you for building the model and then sharing the story and promoting it and being so transparent in that process. You heard from Jenna Mitchell. She is Pennsylvania State Director of the Alliance for the Chesapeake Bay. Also, Lindsay Reams, Director of Sustainability and External Relations for Maryland and Virginia Milk Producers Cooperative. They've been sharing the story of the Turkey Hill Clean Water Partnership, one of the recipients of the Outstanding Supply Chain Collaboration Award from the U.S. Dairy Sustainability Award Program. We thank them for sharing that story, and we thank you for listening, and hopefully now we've planted some seeds in trying to take this model and grow it throughout the country. As always, I want to thank uh, Joanna Guzzo, who does such a great job producing our Dairy Stream podcast, and thank you again for being a part of the event. Again, we'll have more issues important and relevant to dairy coming down the road, so please travel it with us. I'm Mike Austin for Dairy Stream. The Dairy Business Association and Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative would like to thank you for listening to Dairy Stream. If you enjoyed listening to our podcast, please subscribe and rate Dairy Stream. We value your feedback. And if there's something you'd like to hear, just email us, podcast at dairyforward.com.